My name is Chris Spaggs, and I've been on a quest to stack up every NFL team at random. And Underdog Fantasy's Best Ball Mania 4 with $3 million first place. Now we have just five teams left, 13 days until NFL kickoff. So let's spin the wheel, and let's see who I'm going to be building around first today. Only good teams left, and the Bears. <laughs> That's how it's looking. All right, Buffalo Bulls, team that I had fantasy on DraftKings yesterday. We're going to be building around them here today. Need to get a top eight pick. You would think to get a guy like Diggs to build around as a key part of that. The draft room is about to start, so let's pull it up here. I'm in the four hole, which means I am going to have to reach for Diggs, which is going to be a little bit tough for me. I have so much Diggs at the eight spot, so much Diggs at the nine spot, so much Diggs really Anywhere 7 to 15 in a best ball mania draft, I've got Stefan Diggs. Uh, but I do think in this spot should be maybe a little bit easier to push Josh Allen into the third round. Will give me a different texture, hopefully. So that's a positive, but I'm ready to draft some teams. Let me get the banner going here. Uh, boom, boom, boom. 13 days until NFL kickoff. Spags, stacks, bills. We That doesn't probably all need to be capitalized. Hold on. <laughs> I'm like a little too caps locky with all the things I'm putting up today. And, uh, of course, it didn't save. There we go. Here's the banner. It's coming. The banner is also a little slow today, as I am, after the eight-hour DraftKings stream we put up. Um, if, if Tommy Zero doesn't take Jamar Chase, this is going to really throw me. Okay. All right. I don't care about losing out on anybody else at this point. Uh, Tyreek wouldn't mind more bags on, but let's reach for Stefan Diggs. Uh, my Stefan Diggs exposure will look at all the stuff that I've been drafting so far uh, in Best Ball Mania at the end of the video. But my Diggs exposure in BBM is at 13.5%. So I think I've already got enough. Actually, that's my total exposure. No, 15% Diggs in just BBM. So. I'm good on digs, but let's talk about the Bills briefly here. And, of course, we will talk about uh, the insanity that went on on yesterday's draft on DraftKings. There was a lot of fun to be had. I've also time-stamped everything across that eight-hour marathon draft. If you do want to go back and check that out at some point this weekend, I would in particular watch the uh, the drama with my pal Jerry, my new best friend Jerry. Uh, we did had a little tete-a-tete -tete over Dalvin Cook versus Brees Hall. Ended up drafting in the same room, and, uh, and I stomped Jerry out, of course, the fantastic draft. <laughs> but, no, uh, yesterday was chaos. Today, though, we are talking Bills. Um, for the Bills, I do think a bet on Diggs is a necessary part if you're trying to capture the best parts of Buffalo. Obviously, that's going to be the thing with Diggs, that um, he's a high EPA per target receiver. So I always look at the expected points added metric. That is a place where Stefan Diggs excels. Diggs last year uh, had 0.42 EPA per target, 22% receiving DVOA. That is insane for a guy with the volume of Diggs. who's running uh, about 36 routes per game, over nine targets per game. Uh, Diggs certainly can benefit as well from an increase in talent around him this year. Guys like Dalton Kincaid, they do shave a little bit off of the volume overall, perhaps can add a little more efficiency to him. And he's already been remarkably efficient. So uh, to me, if you are going to stack the bills, like you just have to have Diggs is a big part of that. Shout out to the chat as well. Everybody did a great job yesterday. Rest in peace, Bray Wyatt. Yeah, that is a big one. That was a, a big, insane news item. Uh, poor Bray Wyatt, 36 years old, I think was an unvaccinated guy. I had COVID, had heart disease as a result of the COVID. Uh, he had the bad, you know, the bad COVID stuff. So very much a downer, very creative guy uh, to have seen perform as a wrestler. So uh, a sad day uh, for sure. And sad too, I think, you know, whenever I see somebody who's got like a young kid, he's got a young kid with a Jose Offerman for any baseball fans. His daughter was a former WWE interviewer and they, you know, married, uh, married Bray Wyatt, had a child together. 
and uh, very sad to see a, a young dad go, but also just such a creative guy, such a brilliant guy. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, definitely some risk with the non-badges at the turn, but I, Jeremy, you know, you know the deal, man. <laughs> Please try your best not to snipe me because I want to get, want to tack on one more good player with Josh Allen. If we lose out on Josh Allen, I'll be a little bit bummed. I do think that's an important part of the bill stack. But your job here, if you can get Josh Allen at ADP or a little bit after and can cram, cram in a second round pick with him on BBM, uh, you have to do it. So that is why we are going to try to push Josh Allen here and hope that Tommy Zero and uh, and Gio and the icon here, our boy Jeremy, don't screw us over. Jonathan Taylor at 23 is a little bit batshit in the current economy. Have I been drafting digs over Brown? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. I think that Brown is a perfectly fine play. But again, because you can try to get the the digs, somebody in the second round, and then Allen, it does tend to help out a little bit more. So, okay, good. Jeremy takes Mahomes. So now it's up to Ngo and Tommy Zero not to screw us up here on Allen. <clears throat> but yeah, ever since I saw other people were able to get uh, the first rounder of digs, second rounder of Jalen Waddle, or or even Garrett Wilson, Devontae Adams, uh, definitely made me feel like I could start to do that more. Okay, Lamar goes to NGO, Tommy Zero, come on, bud, don't don't make an enemy, man. I made enough enemies this week. <laughs> I don't want to make any more. Come on, bud, come on. <laughs> All right, we get Josh Allen. Shout out Tommy, Tommy Zero in my good graces. So we get Josh Allen here, the core part of the stack. I think for a bill stack, I really think you want to capture a lot of it. Um, that probably, I think it does mean getting James Cook if we can. I hate his rising ADP as somebody that was getting James Cook in the 90s so frequently earlier in BBM as well as on DraftKings. Uh, so that's kind of an anathema to me. But I do think if you are going to get the bills, I do want Diggs. I do want Allen. I do want Gabe Davis. I do want Cook. And I do want Dalton Kincaid, uh, at least Kincaid or Knox. But I think if you're going for the optimal Bills stack, the way that you're stacking them is that the Bills are just so fantastic that they're creating massive upside for all those guys. So uh, that's what we're looking at here. Shout out, boom, and it pays off. Uh, Tom screws the rest of us. Who's, who's Tom? Where's Tom? Oh, Tommy screwed you? I don't know. I don't think he screwed you. <laughs> if he helped me and screwed other guys in the room, you know, we got to kind of weigh the balances here. Of course, uh, I'm Chris Spags, and I know ball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping this bit of holding a football around. I'm also uh, wearing here. Let's go full screen for this. I'm also wearing the shirt to show how much I know ball as an Empire League 2001 fan football, not fantasy football, real football champion in high school. Sure, I barely played. I was a special teams ace, but barely ran any routes. My target per route run rate was in the gutter, but we won the championship. So tell me, find another best ball streamer out there wearing a shirt that harkens back to their non-glory days of winning a title in a private school in New York. Bet you can't find one. That's where Chris Spaggs comes in. The guy who knows, <laughs> the guy who knows ball. Boom, football. Boom, football. <laughs> Spags equals ball. You not know ball. Zero RN socialist. I'm all the registered nurses are fine by me. I think our guy Ben in the chat yesterday is going to be an RN and he was, uh, he did well in a test. So I don't know. I think I'm, I'm, I'm not zero RN. I'm many RN go RNs. <clears throat> what is going on? Oh, my phone's vibrating for reasons unclear. Uh, but either way, nice little break so far. So we got Diggs, we got Devonta Smith, got Josh Allen. We'll see who comes back to us. Uh, let's see who's drafting. C money ain't right back, or no, G money. Sorry, was it G money? Yeah, it's G money. G money ain't right back. Uh, I think G baby also ain't right back. Uh, okay, I don't need a call right now. Love when our <laughs> love when my bosses try to call me during the one time of the day that I'm busy doing streams. Not like they know my stream schedule, but can you can really. Really stand the weight a little bit on that stuff. Um, I'll reply in a sec. 
Yeah. All right. Well, hold on. Let me reply to him momentarily. Um, I Chris Spags needs money, so Spags does have to reply. Uh, yes, it is in the middle of a stream right now, but can call after. All right. There we go. Uh, forget the shirt. Where'd you get the degree deodorant branded football? That is from my days uh, doing men's lifestyle sites. Degree had sent me a swag bag, one of which was a football. Uh, so I will continue to advertise degree and all my football holding live on streams. We are on the clock though. What do we have to do here? Um, Jerry Judy, obviously going to fall at the hamstring stuff. Seems like a pretty good range of time out for him. That doesn't look the best. Would have been nice to get a falling Ramondre here for the week 17 correlation. That's not going to happen. Terry McLaurin is also hurt. DeAndre Hawkins is old. I'm going to take the healthy guy and take DeAndre Hawkins and see if we can push Jerry Judy a little bit more. This is not a big enough discount. Um, but yeah, that's definitely something for me with Hopkins where I think he's an okay bailout guy. I think I could have taken a running back, but Najee Harris, Aaron Jones, not two running backs I'm dying to get in a build where I'm not building on any sort of Minnesota Green Bay stuff. Um, but yeah, that looks pretty that looks pretty good to me. Uh, all right, let's see. Whoa, 2001, I prefer my streamers have veneers and be in their 20s. Well, sorry about that. Uh, I'm an old washed up guy who at one point uh, made a few tackles, <laughs> tried real hard, worked hard. And again, uh, the tale of my first time playing football, one of the things that made me fall in love with football, I was playing against our varsity when I was a, a 10th grader, my first time playing football and I think summer training camp, and then basically got hit over the middle by our star player who ended up going on to play at uh, Colgate. Um, ended up being a really solid player there. Uh, but basically like, you know, a six, three black guy who's like in tremendous shape, um, lit me up, made me pee slightly in my pants on the one hit, trying to make a catch over the middle. Uh, but that is a, a spot for me that, um, always holds a near and dear place in my heart. And that's, uh, and that's why, again, that's why I know ball because I've peed, I've peed while getting hit. That's when I know ball. Got Jerry Judy in the 80s of the Superflex draft. Chatted out with Chase Cup Waddles, my top three receivers. Uh, I think, look, if you have the base to uh, hold on to a Jerry Judy, I think that's fine. If he comes back to me here, I'm absolutely going to consider him a little more seriously. Uh, but I think, you know, definitely something where you don't want to take him right at ADP at this point, uh, just because of the fact that it is pretty tough for, uh, you know, just for him to... Uh, to make sense at that point, like if there are people out there getting them in the seventies right now in the eighties, God forbid, uh, you don't want to take them at 42 because it's the same time window that you're drafting these teams. They have the same information as you for every other part of the lineup. Uh, but definitely a thing where you're going to end up in a, a tough configuration for yourself. I would think if you end up taking Judy at ADP right now, uh, let's see. Uh, when the Spags versus Flock Cage match, you know, I think, I think we're fine. I think we're, fr <laughs> we're friends. I don't know. I don't really. I don't care that much. I just need something to, to bash somebody for <laughs> sometimes during streams. Uh, but let's see what we have to do here. So James Cook is going to come up on me pretty fast here, right? 74.6. All right. We have a little bit of a breather room. Yeah. I think it's a Jerry Judy build. I think this is one where we can absorb it. Nothing from New England coming up for our week 17 correlation we want for the bill stack. So we are going to go with Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Devontae Smith, DeAndre Hopkins, and Jerry Judy. Uh, Judy. I think here in the fifties, probably okay. I, hmm, I could have pushed him further. Could have maybe gone for Tyler Lockett. I don't know. It doesn't really excite me too much. So uh, we will see. We'll see what we get back. But I think that was a good spot for Judy and an okay build to have Judy in. Uh, but Judy, hamstring issue. 
Worst case, probably misses the first six weeks of the season. Best case, feels like maybe he just is out the first game or so. Uh, that's a possibility as well. Uh, I don't want to follow all the Twitter doctors out there who I think tend to always immediately lead to be the worst case outcomes or at least present a range that includes the worst case outcome. Uh, so for me with Judy, I think you probably are going to get him cheaper, but I didn't take him at ADP, so that's kind of the main thing for me. 52 too early for Pickens, not on DraftKings, on underdog probably a little bit, uh, but he's going at 53 here, so <laughs> I guess not. I guess it's not. Uh, I love Pickens, but the steam is getting to be a little bit heavy. I love Pickens with where I've been getting him all offseason. I think where Pickens is going now, get another highlight real play. Uh, Deontay Johnson, also a nice long play in that game. Kenny Pickett looking like a world beater, which makes me very happy with him and Jordan Love as two of my highest exposed non-Anthony Richardson QBs, so... Um, I get the pick and steam. I think he's still, I will go by the homeless man's Randy Moss as a comp for him. Uh, but I do think that he's coming up a little bit much and you are putting yourself in a pocket again of a lot of people who got him in the seventies and the eighties in some rooms. Um, and even me like took him in the sixties sometimes. And now he's going to the fifties. It's a pretty steep rise for a couple nice training camp plays and a couple nice preseason plays. DG saying the worst case for Jerry Judy is a hamstring can linger throughout the season and re-aggravate and he's in and out all year. That is true. But again, also true of Keenan Allen, also true of a lot of guys who've had hamstring issues. Soft tissue stuff does reoccur. Jerry Judy has had the soft tissue stuff in the past as well. But again, if you're not going to draft Jerry Judy, then you shouldn't be drafting a wide variety of guys. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's just ball, you know, that's just ball. But yeah, no, I, I, I get it. I get the risk concern. I'm always going to err on the side of, uh, of not going full risk with that just because of the, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to panic about everybody. Uh, James Cook goes 12 picks ahead of ADP here. What are we going to do? Uh, maybe a build where, I mean, obviously we can scoop Damian Harris as a value pretty much whenever you want as a Bills, as a Bills running back that isn't James Cook. I don't mind taking Latavius Murray in the 18th round as a way to get different with our running backs because I imagine there'll be a good amount of bill stacks uh, with the cheaper James Cook going in the 90s as well as with Diggs, as well as with Gabe Davis, as well as with Allen. Uh, but we'll see. What we do here feels like we are pushing towards an extreme zero RB build, uh, but I'm haven't decided yet. I'm gonna let with the room tell me what it wants to do. All right, let's just get Gabe here. Don't care. Uh, I think obviously Chris Godwin, not one of my favorite players. Do you think the Bucks more likely to be bad than good? Alexander Madison randomly falling in this room again. That's what happens. Uh, we have Jack Jackson Smith and Jigba. Obviously, he's got his own wrist issues. He's coming down a little bit in ADP. So Gabe Davis, I think, makes sense here at the very nice pick of pick 69 team so far, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Devonte Smith, Deandre Hopkins, Jerry Judy, Gabe Davis. And I think we can either take one more receiver or yeah, or we can just let it ride and just kind of start building out from here. So we'll figure it out. Uh, but, uh, glad to see Spags is still taking Judy. Definitely knows ball. <laughs> it's true. Can't scare money. Don't make money. I'm going to bet on, uh, Jerry Judy's hamstrings looking better than ever, better than ever. And Spags does love Jerry's. It's true. Yeah. Anybody named Jerry. <laughs> Now has moved up my ranks. Yet Travis is still bottom of the ranks. So sorry to all the Travis's out there. Even Travis Barker, who I think is perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. Jerry Hive. Jerry Hive. Jerry Hive is here. What's the deal? What's the deal with all these Jerry's? That's my Seinfeld impression, which I hope to never do again. Quite unusual, a spag stack segment where I haven't gotten sniped. That is true. You guys are witnessing. Honestly, there was a period where, again, the June ones, the July ones, things were nice and clean. I was getting all the stacks I wanted. People were just letting me get the guys. Felt pretty good. Um, but, you know, now it is a thing where just QBs going willy-nilly. I've heard complaints from people, too, just talking about BBM. They can't line up their stacks because of random players taking random guys out of ADP. Uh, but let's see what we're going to do here. So we do have the 1050. Can take Michael Pittman. 
and <laughs> keep rolling with that. But I do think I should keep some receiver flexibility because maybe I want to add on a Juju for the Week 17 correlation, maybe a Devontae Parker. So let's go Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders is a little bit of a discount. Miles Sanders is in a discount in a lot of rooms. You could probably get Miles Sanders in the 80s in some rooms. Actually, I'd say probably. You absolutely can because I have done it before. Um, but overall with Miles Sanders, I think he's still a player that's a little bit undervalued. People holding the bad pass catching last year in a Philadelphia offense that did not create a lot of value for their rushers in the run in the pass game, rather. Both Ken Gamewell too, like wasn't good. Boston Scott wasn't good. So I wouldn't leave that at Miles Sanders' feet entirely. Uh, but I do think Miles Smee, Carolina potential bell cow back uh, for as much as he can stay healthy. Another guy with injuries going on right now. I think he's got a groin issue, uh, but still somebody that, you know, again, willing to buy the dip here for a guy that got the biggest free agent contract that could be around. Every, every stag stack is a cold stack after last night. I mean, I know there's going to be the FUD. If you look at the box score, you're going to go six for 17 for Anthony Richardson, but those throws he was making the ones, the escapability he showed on some of those plays all looking very good. Um, that's a spot to me that I'm going to look at the positives. The fact he was able to get out of some sacks and either run for a first down or throw a dime pass on it. Um, that's the upside there. That's the stuff that I like to see. And that's what I like to see from AR. Like that's the, the reaffirmation of things. And then you also look at the run line as well. The fact he was able to put up so many rushing yards in just one half, if they get 35 and one half, and then he also just didn't keep a lot of RPOs. So I saw everything I needed to see from AR. It's it's going to get better. Like, I agree. The stat line looks bad. Some of the throws also, like, you look a little shook on some of the short throws when he was getting pressured. Uh, that stuff's not great. But that's where you believe in the coaching. That's where you believe in, uh, in taking him, Anthony Richardson, at 86, as a, a Marco man did. And uh, I'm perfectly okay with that. And I think AR is uh, still... People just don't get the play. Like uh, Josh Norris, I saw, posted a, a nice clip of AR escaping one play and then getting downfield and turning basically like a sack into a, a slight gain on third down. And like that, he was saying that this is an important skill to have. And then there was some guy who was like really going at Josh Norris very hard and toxically uh, who was like, yeah, you, you don't know this. He's going against third teamers. <laughs> is it time for the Jerry voice? He was going against third teamers. This guy, what you don't know ball, Josh Norris. I know ball. He's going against nobody's doing this. It doesn't matter. And it's like, no, it's just the skill set matters. The Eagles still schematically one of the best defenses in the league. So um, definitely encouraging signs, but you want to see him fully matriculate, obviously, in the season. We are on the clock here. Uh, we have some running back choices. We can keep loading up at running back. No other QBs I think we want to get at this point. Tight end, not an option yet. I guess we could go trailing, but let's not do that. Uh, let's take the slightly falling DeAndre Swift. Still think this backfield is one that has not been won by DeAndre Swift. I think it's a pure committee thing with all these guys kind of having different skills. And Swift having a little bit more overlap. Uh, with his skill set with Kenneth Gainwell, I think, than Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny, a big bruiser back. DeAndre Swift, more of a, a mobile guy who also can break big plays, make some plays in the pass game. Uh, so Swift, I think, makes sense at this pick, but happy to get any Philly running back at this point. Did you already touch on Pitt? Were they going against second string? Um, honestly, I didn't, I didn't watch that game as close. I think they were going against the Falcons starters for at least the first drive. Uh, but I did watch the games. I did enjoy what I saw, obviously. Um, I think that Kenny Pickett has looked as good as any quarterback in the preseason, which certainly bodes well. Um, I don't want to read too much into it, though. And I think even the language from Pittsburgh has been the same thing, where you don't want to crown anybody here when you are just in the preseason. But in terms of the efficiency, in terms of the downfield looks, they're doing everything that I thought they would do, which is start to use the run to set up the pass more. And that was what Matt Canada had said to the media at some point in this offseason, where he talked about, we're going to have similar plays, but it's going to be looking for different options on those plays. So you target, you set up like a, a short throw, but you also target Pickens downfield. You target Deontay downfield. 
Um, that's what they're doing. So I think if anything, it's just been solid signal to go along with whatever, uh, whatever they've done so far. So we've got Antonio Gibson, AJ Dillon, Brian Robinson, Charbonnet. I think I'm probably lowest on Gibson in this range. So I'm just going to take Gibson. Again, nobody here from New England at this point. Not going to reach for Juju to try to get that here. So we will go with uh, we go with Antonio Gibson. So the team so far: Josh Allen, Miles Sanders, DeAndre Swift, Antonio Gibson, Stefan Diggs, Devontae Smith, DeAndre Hopkins, the injured Jerry Judy, and Gabe Davis. And then hopefully we will get uh, Dalton Kincaid at a reasonable price tag. And if not, then we'll go Dawson. Uh, we'll go Dawson Knox late. Falcon stars are not dressed. There we go. So correct me on that one. Okay. Yeah, and again, and that's why too can't read that much into it. But I, I, I was so I thought the game started at the same time. So I was watching the the Steelers highlights through social media, and I just had the prime waiting screen for the Colts game on for the first half hour because I think the Steelers game started at seven thirty and the Colts game started at eight. So that's the kind of that's where my brain function was after eight hours and change of streaming. Uh, but definitely. Definitely excited to see anything that Pittsburgh's showing. Signs of life from Pittsburgh and having an explosive offense looks good. And then Najee gets the touchdown. Jalen Warren gets one. Like, I still think the usage is going to benefit Najee. But again, like we talked about yesterday, there's a point, I think, three minutes, three hours and 30 minutes into yesterday's stream where I fully lay out my case for why I believe the running back market is shifting and it's becoming a league of 15 to 20 touchbacks, maximum more like 15 to 18. And then the secondary back is like an 8 to 12 touchback. And I think that's what you're going to see in Pittsburgh. It's going to be Najee getting 15 to 20 mildly efficient touches, closer to inefficient. And you see Jalen Warren come in and look explosive, and hopefully they keep him fresh and all that stuff. So um, could benefit both guys. Maybe there's a world where they both can get there, but it's hard to see the plays that Najee gets. Like Najee fucking sleepwalking into a touchdown versus Jalen Warren exploding, popping over guys to get in there. You can, I mean, again, if you know ball, if you know degree football, uh, then you'll know, you'll know what happened in that game yesterday. OG1 Kenobi, that was the best eight hours of our lives, folks. Big hand for Spags, with special guests, Tyler, Steve, and Mark. You got it right, OG1 Kenobi. Yes, had a, all the guys, the chat MVPs coming at the end of that one, which is very nice to see. Spags ate our masterclass, followed by Crack Rock on Chip Chasing. It was once in a lifetime lineup. I watched a little bit of that. I was so out of it after, like, doing content for that long, I have to admit, like, I'm not going to make it sound like it's real labor. Like, guys like Lucky7 are, like, welding in summer heat and whatever. Um, but I think for, you know, for stuff like that, uh, I really enjoyed Crack Rock being baked out of his mind from what I saw. <laughs> it seemed like a good time. It's the kind of content that I, that I enjoy, obviously. And then Pete today has got his uh, 15,000 sub giveaway. So if you're uh, not familiar, haven't been keeping up with that, uh, make sure to check that one out this afternoon. I think it's two, something like that. All right, Dalton Kincaid lines up perfectly here. Let's just grab him. Uh, so the team so far, we got Josh Allen, Miles Sanders, DeAndre Swift, Antonio Gibson, Stefan Diggs, Devontae Smith, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Jerry Judy, Gabe Davis, Dalton Kincaid. Getting the bills that I think are the important part of a bill stack. So in terms of a spag stack video, things are much calmer than they were yesterday. I'll tell you what, <laughs> things are feeling pretty good here. I forgot to put up the the banner too. I'm not. I'm off. <laughs> I'm off today. Of course, if you want to play underdog with me, use that promo code Splash down below. Up to a $100 deposit match on there. Great place to play. Best UX out there in the industry. And also, if you want to support the show and support your bankroll, play on Drafters as well. Same promo code Splash up to a $100 deposit match. And they will take care of you over there. It is a 17-week season. No advance rates to worry about. And also, again, a $100 deposit match for them. So play on some of these sites. Have some fun with it. Don't worry about advance rates on Drafters. That is a positive as well. All right, so just still nobody of interest from New England coming up. Uh, I think Juju already went. 
Yeah, Juge, the Juge already went, so we're not going to get him as part of our build. I think let's, well, who am I going to take as my QB? I think let's just get Elijah Mitchell here. Still think he's a bit undervalued back in camp this week. ADP fell from when he was hurt. Elijah Mitchell, again, going to be the same thing. Frequently injured guy, uh, suffers a lot from those injuries. But as long as he's healthy, which we are playing the outcomes of guys being healthy, Elijah Mitchell going to theoretically get about 10 touches a game behind Christian McCaffrey. Theoretically going to be the guy getting some goal line work when games get out of hand uh, with that Niners defense being absolute gangbusters. So uh, to me, Elijah Mitchell still a great part of a zero RB-ish portfolio like we're doing here. Is drafters mobile friendly? It is. Uh, it's actually, I think underdog's still the best. Drafters, though, like not that far behind underdog in the mobile experience. And then DraftKings, as we talked about, is like substantially lower in every possible way. Um, Jordan Love goes at 126. Another guy, he and Kenny Pickett, really the two big risers of this preseason, I would say, um, which thrills me because if you guys have been following Splash Play this entire offseason, I've been drafting these guys heavily in every possible tournament. And um, we'll see if it actually leads to real in-season results. That is still the big hurdle left. Again, everybody's taking August is going to be as correct as mine. Uh, but I do think seeing Jordan Love come up, Jordan Love here going ahead of Geno, uh, going ahead of Aaron Rodgers, uh, that's pretty crazy to see. But I think it makes sense. Uh, maybe not for Balco, though. Balco took him without Christian Watson. Took him with Dobbs, but without Christian Watson. Uh, Drafter says the nicest UI multi-table. Uh, if you multi-table, there you go. Good to know. Yeah, thank you. I support the show by drafting on drafters. And if you are a redepositor on drafters, too, forgot to mention, uh, use the promo code SPLASH100. Uh, they'll match your deposit up to 500 bucks there. 20% uh, match, rather. So if you uh, deposit 500, they'll give you 100. So just trying to say that as a public service announcement. Obviously, helps us to convert more. But I do know we have a lot of people who are trying to chase the overlay on drafters or potential for overlay. And the drafters million, 300K to first. Uh, so if you are going to do that, use that promo code. Marvin Mims goes at 110. So the Mims rise is there. Uh, the Mims rise much bigger than the Judy fall in this room. Obviously, that's me taking Judy, so that could be my fault, uh, but does show you a little bit. I still think that Mims can pop right back up here next to Quentin Johnston. People have loved Marvin Mims, have been looking for reasons to talk themselves into it, and Marvin Mims is basically like the, the last guy standing in final destination in this receiver room where Tim Patrick goes down, KJ Hamler goes down, Jerry Judy going down. So like Mims should come up. But I think the enthusiasm is perhaps a little bit higher for Mims than it should be, especially given that, uh, as we talked about yesterday, uh, there is a chance that we do see a guy like uh, Greg Dulcich get in there and run some slot routes instead, because Mims has been historically more of an outside guy. That was part of what the appeal in him was for me, was that he was one of the better outside receivers and boundary guys in the league or in the college last year uh, who went through the draft. So just something to, I wouldn't say worry about, but something to keep in mind. All right. We got Damian Harris here. I think he would fall. But again, I'm just trying to lock up the stack, and I think a one five five one. Heard Pat Corain talk about that being the kind of build that he likes to get to at this point of in draft. It's been one that I also feel pretty comfortable with because you don't have to worry too much about running back moving forward. Obviously, receiver, there are going to be some late guys we can get, especially with the the Patriots bring back. So we're in a pretty good spot. We're in a pretty good spot. There we go, Ben Max to deposit match. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Shout out Ben. Ben, again, Ben's our RN here. So as, as Bullock said earlier in his typo, trying to say zero RB, we're not zero RN here. Ben's our guy. Ben's our guy. And if you smashed Mims early, probably feeling pretty good about it for sure. Troutman getting all the first team love, but Dulcich look very smooth. I mean, it's going to be a thing where Troutman's going to probably play, if not the same amount of snaps, maybe slightly more. But Dulcich probably gets targeted more when he's on the field, targeted with more efficient routes. And then again, Judy just opening up an opportunity there. Maybe Dulcich uh, locks himself back into a role in that time period, whatever it may be that Judy misses. 
Uh, so I think that uh, certainly a nice pickup for sure. Zeke goes to the icon. Zeke, a player that I unfortunately drafted multiple times yesterday. I was able to talk myself into it as just a leverage play on Ramondre Stevenson, but definitely never going to feel good to take Zeke and probably even less so an underdog. Uh, but honestly, not going to feel good anywhere, so I don't think it matters. Uh, we're on the clock, though. Uh, so we're building out Tennessee. We already got Russell Wilson gone. Eh, man, just not, not a great pocket for what I'm trying to do. Uh, let's take Jonathan Mingo. Please give us some upside here. Um, Alec Pierce, I, I just want to point out, I really wish he could make catches. <laughs> I wish he could make catches to make AR look good because there's now been two preseason games that AR and Pierce have played, and Pierce just keeps getting dropped or he you know, gets interfered with lightly and doesn't make the play. Need to see, her, need to see Pierce rather a play a little bit bigger when going for the deep balls, but I hope he'll get there over the course of a year, uh, but he is not looking like the poor man's A.J. Brown that I think was the potential here in this offense. Obviously not physically. He's nowhere near A.J. Brown physically, so don't, don't read into that. Uh, but, but, but. Just so get why people are drafting Mims 40 picks for ADP and still letting Dulcich fall. I mean, I think there's a theoretically a more logical bet on Mims. Like he now has really no pathway to being blocked for running routes outside either. Uh, so that's something where I think like I get the rise of Mims. I, I just don't like Mims has really not shown us anything like so far in terms of the offseason, the preseason. Like I don't I don't know if you guys have seen something I haven't, but there haven't been any highlights out there that haven't been. Um, him making these crazy plays again. I still think he's a good play. Like I'll, I'll pull up his OU numbers because I still have them. Always still have my college data sheets here. Mims had a sixteen point five A dot point three one three EPA per target expected points added per target. A point four eight seven EPA per target running out wide. Uh, didn't run a whole lot outside, but was good downfield. Good in pretty much every part of the field. It looks like. Uh, so Mims to me, yeah, point nine four two EPA per target downfield. Like he's a better version of KJ Hamler at the worst, I think. Um, so I get the Mims love, but I, I think that um, it's going to be too much. It's going to be a little bit too much love for him. So if you got him earlier, uh, like uh, Ben was saying in the chat, then that's great for you. But otherwise, I think that taking him now, you're going to be paired with a lot of people who got Mims 50 picks later, 60 picks later. If he goes, if he gets in the 90s, 100 picks later, people might have Mims. Like it's pretty tough, I think, with Mims. Tight ends are going weirdly in here. Uh, Musgrave goes incredibly early here at 139. Jake Ferguson goes at 158. Uh, this guy's obviously overvaluing Green Bay overall, so I guess that explains Musgrave's rise, but a little bit of a lofty one, a little bit of a lofty one. I already touched on the DFS Sim Talk. I did not watch the Lulz episode yet, just haven't had a ton of time, uh, but I do think that, uh, I mean, I'm sure it's a similar page. I would be really reluctant to play DFS this year without a Sims product, whether it be run the Sims, whether it be stochastic, whether it be the both of them putting them together. Uh, but I would think that you will have a very hard time getting the results you want to see if you are not working with a Sims product this year. So uh, that would be my concern. Single entry still even like I think you're going to get dusted by him. So I would have some cause for concern for it, but I certainly get that uh, people think they can always beat that stuff. And, uh, you know, when it's been a method that pros have been using for years to win money and now it's being democratized. I think that, and they're also on all the pros are like bitching about it too, or if not bitching, you know, Brick certainly talking awarely of it. I think it's something that is not going to bode well for the general marketplace. But if you are on the good side of it, then great. But it's it's basically like a requirement tool, I think, at this point. All right, so we've got this bet on Carolina. I think Bryce Young will be my QB too. I don't, DJ Chark is hurt. Adam Thielen is old. Do I really want to do any of these? I'm going to take Jeff Wilson here to finish out the running back room. Not my favorite pocket. 
I don't like Thielen enough. Like even in a Bryce Young stack, I just don't like Thielen that much. Uh, Chark is hurt too. Chark has a hamstring issue. Another guy with reoccurring hamstring issues. If you want to, again, write off everybody with reoccurring soft tissue issues. Uh, that is something that Chark's been dealing with. So um, Terrace Marshall out with the back stuff. I still would take a flyer on Terrace Marshall. Uh, I have too much of him to take flyers now, but I think uh, still is an 18th round pick, 20th round on DraftKings. You can take him. Uh, Mims shouldn't go ahead of Zay Jones or Nico or Gallup or Mooney. I would disagree with that. I would disagree with that. Zay Jones, maybe not. Because Zay, the bet on Zay is that um, he might be getting more routes overall than Christian Kirk. Uh, so I think that's something where, uh, yeah. I mean, I think that Zay, to me, is probably a little bit undervalued. But besides him, I think Mims should go ahead of all those guys, personally. He's worth the flyer. Obviously, if Judy ends up not that hurt at all, then Mims is going to have to still compete for snaps. But if if we see if we're going to believe that Judy might be out four to six weeks of the season, like I think you take the flyer on Mims because that's the best pathway to him to win a role and not give it up. But it is the same thing for Dulcich. Like I wouldn't have Dulcich coming up that much because he is still going to be playing probably fifty percent of the snaps at tight end. Uh, but you know, more more opportunity is kind of the main thing for all those guys. Cortland Sutton too probably should be in the eighties safely, if not high seventies, I think. Um, but for week 17 stuff, like you don't really want those guys quite as much because when Judy's back out, like assuming Judy's back out for week 17, uh, you do kind of have a, a tough situation. Thielen falling again, Pierce falling again, 1661. I mean, how much fucking Carolina do I want? Like if we're being if we're being real here. Uh I, you know, I'm, I'm just going to take Thielen, I guess. I don't have, this is probably going to be my first BBM share of Thielen. I believe I have one in a puppy or something, but we have this bet on Carolina. We have Miles Sanders, have Mingo. I think Thielen makes sense here as a wide receiver seven. And now we will stop at that position. And I'm actually going to put some guys on my queue because I want to make sure I'm hitting this right. would like to get Bryce. Um, I think I'm going to, I'm going to keep somebody else off of it here. And I think I'm going to add a, th I mean, I think we're going to go for a three tight end build, even though a bet on Dalton Kincaid is sort of one that should be a two tight end build. I think, because if you're taking Kincaid at his ADP, the assumption is he's somehow going to emerge as like a top five to seven tight end this year. Uh, but I think for the way we built here, I don't need another running back. I don't really need another receiver. So this is just going to be for correlation at this point. This is Bill. This is a tough one, bud. <laughs> You're lucky I've wasted all my energy, but Thielen is just getting old. The, the hope you have for Thielen, the hope you have for Allen Robinson, same thing, is that moving these guys into the slot more will give them an extra boost in their career. But Thielen last year, let me look at the numbers. So Thielen 0.03 EPA per pass. So at least a positive, a 0.1% receiving DVOA. So we're basically looking at Adam Thielen as an average guy at best to uh, to quote my good friend Mussolini, who <laughs> I didn't realize this is what the quote was, Adam Thielen with those numbers is a guy that keeps the train running on time. So the hope is that his move to the slot makes him more productive as a result. But you compare Thielen, again, 0.03 EPA per target. Justin Jefferson last year had a... Uh, Justin Jefferson had... 0.33 EPA per target, 21% receiving DVOA. So same pass environment, same situation. And Thielen just had nothing left. Uh, I think it's possible that he has something of a renaissance. Like I think he can give you some spike weeks. So he's okay as a re as a receiver seven in this kind of build. But I would I'd be careful. I'd be careful taking too much of Thielen, for sure. <laughs> found the best fall French guy. I think Pete found him from what I saw on Twitter. Uh, Pete, so the guy replied and. I said the video is all real. The draft is all real. So conspiracy theorists out there who thought the best ball porno 
uh, that's been the, the buzz of the world. The best ball brunch uh, is in fact all real, all real, all natural. Kind of wondering. So Hunter Henry goes, I was eyeing him up for my three tight end build. Kind of wonder if this is a Demario Douglas build. Don't have a lot of faith in him. Again, as I've talked about guy being not that great statistically at Liberty, it's a little bit tough for me, but all the camp reports have been good. Uh, kind of feels like he's just one of those guys, but we don't have Juju. Devontae Parker goes. Tyquan Thornton, I don't have the most faith in the world in at this point, especially. Gasicki's hurt. I don't know. You just see a screenshot of the final team. That is the one thing he didn't do. He didn't review his team at the end. Uh, so he, bad job by him. We will do a second draft here. So we have five teams left. I guess four now after we finish this Bills team. So this week we're going to do two. And then next week before Labor Day, three in a row. And that'll close us out on Spag Stacks. And then hopefully I'll have enough entries to get through the week in BBM. Uh, this is number 135 for me in Best Ball Mania 4. So I've got 15 left, obviously. Uh, so I need to make sure I'm trying to pace it out, trying to not do any off stream now. Uh, so I'm in living that Pete overs that lifestyle. Uh, but I think that is going to be the plan. Oh, we did review the team fully. Okay, fair enough. I guess for most of the chat, myself included, didn't get to the end. <laughs> but Tyler is committed. Tyler is pot committed. Honestly, I think you could talk me into a, a Knox build with, <laughs> with Kincaid, but perhaps more so if I didn't get Diggs or Gabe Davis. So I'm just going to get Bryce Young here as my QB2. Team so far, Josh Allen, Bryce Young at QB, Miles Sanders, DeAndre Swift, Antonio Gibson, Elijah Mitchell, microcorrelation there, Damian Harris, part of our Buffalo stack, Jeff Wilson, and then a receiver, Stefan Diggs, Devontae Smith, DeAndre Hopkins, Jerry Judy, Gabe Davis, Jonathan Mingo, Adam Thielen, and then Dalton Kincaid at tight end. Um, yeah, I know. I know one player I'm going to take a tight end coming up, and that'll be a fine. That'll be fun. A oh, Rudman put out the team on X too. <laughs> okay, I didn't realize there was this much support for the Best Ball Brunch Squad. <laughs> really, all, who knew that uh, we're all looking for the views? We're all looking for attention. There's so many people streaming Best Ball drafts now. All you had to do was bang on camera, guys. That was that was all you had to do. Who knew? That's all I had to do. I would I wouldn't do it as me though. I could. I'd have to put on like a mask or something. I'd have to put on a, a bluey mask. <laughs> well, a bandit mask. We don't want to dress up as a, a child dog. That would <laughs> that would be too much. All right. Hayden Hurst will be my my tight end too. Hayden Hurst, I think a little bit undervalued overall. Solid last year. Really liked him as part of my Bengals stacks last year. Obviously, was hurt for the home stretch of the playoffs, which is a little bit tough. And then Cincinnati Buffalo gets candled, even though Hayden Hurst did have a catch in that game. Uh, but Hayden Hurst, to me, just one of those guys that I think a little bit undervalued in the marketplace, um, especially with Bryce Young. People being so out on Bryce Young because he's shown nothing in the preseason. Uh, he's, he's small, but he was a, another guy that was really solid in college. Uh, played at Bama, playing at SEC comp. Like, that's all stuff that matters to me. I'm put on the Ray Mysterio mask. I don't want to steal a old, old Nate from Barstool's bits. <clears throat> One uh, 1500 views, huh? So 1500 views on the best ball brunch video. So I have to stream for eight hours of content to get roughly the same amount of views as two people banging and doing a draft. So to put that in perspective, <laughs> that's how, that's how the time math works out. And that's not even on YouTube. So harder for them to get views, hard for them to get algorithmic suggestions. Hilarious though, there's that there's that many. I'd have to wear the AR jersey. That'd be a dead giveaway then. <laughs> Not a lot of people streaming best ball drafts. Uh, I guess there's really nobody streaming best ball drafts wearing an AR jersey. So you add the sex part on top of it. 
as well as my, I'm sure I'd make some voice or noise. I'd be a giveaway, some silly voice. Me doing an impression of Jerry. Oh, oh, you like that? You like it when Jerry gives it to you, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Jerry's in. Jerry's in. Jerry's gonna bust. <laughs> anyway, good time. I think to say you guys should all subscribe to Splash Play. <laughs> Also, good time to have 69 live viewers. Hit the like button down below. Leave a comment. Hitting the like button helps me get seen by more people. And how could you not want that for me after content like that? Of course, we are on the march of 3,000 subs here. Big sub day yesterday. So it'll continue on uh, this march here. Again, five days a week of drafts until the season starts. So we'll keep pushing. And I think that's going to include Labor Day. I think I'm going to bang one out on Labor Day too. So uh, we'll keep it going. Not not literally. Not going to do a best ball brunch on Labor Day. But we'll bang one out. Bang a draft out. Jerry, <laughs> does your wife watch these streams? She did at one point, but then it, it was earlier on. I think when we had Mathology on and we had talked about Matt Corral's girlfriend, who was like this Instagram girl, who was an Instagram girl to the hilt. And I and she turned on the stream and heard me talking about it and like got mad. And I'm like, you just don't watch the stream. I'm like, you can't get mad about that. Like to imagine peeps on Pornhub watching the video, not knowing a best ball even is. Yeah, they just think it's like a kinky sex thing. They think that guy's got the best balls. All right, we need a New England bring back here. I mean, honestly, I guess I could do Taekwon at this point. Let's see, we got a Taekwon. Here, you guys tell me, Taekwon or Demario Douglas? We got both. Who would you pick? I think my lean to be Demario. Demario's had a lot of positive camp buzz, but Taekwon, still a year in the system, better pedigree by a modest amount. All right. No, nobody giving me. Kendrick Bourne. I don't think Kendrick Bourne gets there, but I appreciate Peng. All right. Yeah. All right. We went, we went to Mario. Just not, people aren't going to have a lot of Demario. I think this makes the lineup more unique, especially with a fairly chalky bills build. So the final team here before we do another, another spit of the wheel and another draft, Josh Allen, Bryce Young, Miles Sanders, Deandre Swift, Antonio Gibson, Elijah Mitchell, Damian Harris, Jeff Wilson, a wide receiver, Stefan Diggs, Devonte Smith, uh, Deandre Hopkins, Jerry Judy, Gabe Davis, uh, Jonathan Mingo, Adam Thielen, Demario Douglas, and then Dalton Kincaid, Hayden Hurst, a little too thin at tight end, but the bet on Dalton Kincaid here is that he's going to rise to the tide. So I don't hate it, but let's go pull up that wheel once again, folks. And we got to get to our final four. This is a fun, this is this has been a lot of work, guys. This has been 32 NFL teams, and we got four left. Pretty crazy. So spin the wheel. Find out who I'm going to draft. Troy Brown. Bengals. <sighs> Ah, the most snipable team, the Bengals. All right. Well, I'm going to enter the BBM4 room while we do this. So I'm in it now. If you guys want to play along with me, of course, use the promo code SPLASH on Underdog to double your deposit up to 100 bucks because we've got four spots left right now. By the time you hear me, probably even less than that. Uh, but it is still, yeah, room filling right now. Seeing three blank spots. So you get a shot to draft along with me here and, and not touch a Bengal. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. I've had so little 102 as an underdog that it would be nice to get this as a 102 because then I could actually probably get the full Bengal stack. But knowing how it goes for me, I'm going to get a 105 and just get nothing. But we'll try. I'm uh, reading the chats here. Shouts to the chat as always. Chat was uh, on fire yesterday for the marathon stream, and I appreciate that. One more spot left if you're trying to get in. There we go. We're filled. So good to go. Good to go. Oh, I thought I was in the 101. Oh, no. All right. Back in the 109. 
Uh, this is going to be tough. I don't think we're going to get Burrow back. I don't think we're going to get Burrow back. At a logical point, at least. I guess the best hope for this team, if we are trying to stack the best of Cincinnati, let me update the banner. Trying to stack the best Cincinnati. I think the hope would be that we get Kelsey to fall, but I obviously can't guarantee that. They were getting the week 17 correlation with Kelsey. You got T. Higgins, reach for him at 16. Can try to reach for Burrow, uh, reach-ish for Burrow at 33. Uh, but it is going to be a tough one. So let's let's just get the banner going. And man, I, there to me, there are not credible late Bengal stacks. I guess you could do the pure leverage Bengal stack, which would be Tyler Boyd and Irv Smith, but you still need to get Burrow for it. So that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. Uh, week 17, bring back. I like the most for the Bengals is still Kadarius Tony. I think it's the highest upside relative to ADP, but obviously Sky Moore would be fine. Travis Kelsey would be fine. All that. Uh, Jeffrey Cosgrove gets Jamar Chase. No surprise there. Got to think he might take Burrow at 23 or 26. You got to think. <laughs> Higgins at 109. <laughs> Can I switch to Eagles? I wish. I wish this were the bit. I wish I were this fungible with things, but no, once my brain decides, here's the way we're going to do this content, uh, then I have to I have to do stuff like this. Deep State Comics takes digs. See what ski, ski bum Jake. Ski bums can't like Travis Kelsey too much. You got to hope. Just actually, Travis Kelsey does kind of seem like a skier. So maybe ski bums do like Travis Kelsey. It's going to soak up the whole clock though. It's going to time out on Travis Kelsey at this rate. CD Lamb. Interesting choice by Jake. 10 minute now. What is he going to do? Hopefully he likes Bijan and Austin Eckler. Am I right, 10 minute? <laughs> All right. Travis Kelsey, 10 minute, a team player. We get Travis Kelsey here. He falls to this spot enough, so nothing too crazy unique. We'll start the build there. So we got our best possible Week 17 correlation. I think still can be live to get... Um, honestly, you can make the case that I could build out the Kelsey Mahomes side of Cincinnati and then try to get the leverage later. It kind of defeats the purpose though. Obviously your best Bengal stack I would think is going to be, um, T Higgins, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, maybe Mixon, but I don't think you need to do Mixon. And I would say Irv Smith. I think Irv Smith is the, the hidden gem of that stack. I've been a team Irv Smith guy for a while because I know ball. I know Irv Smith is a guy with a great pedigree, a guy with a great pass catching a pedigree as well. That's part of the reason why he got so many shots, but the worst injury luck of anybody. Um, and he's also young enough still. It's still 24 uh, that he should have an upside here. A lot of tight ends have their breakout a little bit later. So I still am team Irv Smith. <laughs> Illusion of reporting this stream. I mean, if it were James Conner, I bet you'd be on board, Davis, but no. <laughs> Not so much. Uh, we're going to go get our guy, T. Higgins. Tasty T. I mean, honestly, we're taking T ahead of Waddle. Sucks, which I, I wouldn't mind some more Waddle bags here. But if we're going to stack Cincinnati, we got to have at least one of Higgins or Chase. Um, I still think we're not likely to get Burrow on the way back. We'll see if Jeffrey is one of those reachers. Uh, Burrow currently, I think, his ADP would say that we should get him back. He's at a 48 ADP. But I have seen Burrow go far too many times to the guy with Jamar Chase at either this spot or this spot. Or excuse me, this spot or this spot. Uh, so we'll see. Because I will be happy to take Joe Burrow at 33 or 40. Well, 40 more so if I have to. 
There we go. Shout out to uh, Davis doing a stream with the pound last night. Creators on the upswing. Always fun to see. Those guys have been grinding all offseason long. Uh, Davis with Hope doing a great job with their road to 150. And then the pound as well. The fantasy pound, I think, doing a, a nice job. Uh, I've enjoyed their, their content too. So shout out to those guys. Watch some people. Watch some people. Watch some best ball streams. Honestly, a lot of smart people out there doing stuff. Different takes than me. Different takes than Pete. Different takes than Pat Corain. Different takes than, than Gretch and everybody else out there. Uh, Leone, I could just keep naming people. <laughs> Liam, different, different takes than Davis Maddock. Uh, but you know, that's the positives here. Here are all the takes decide which one you want to go with. Um, I actually enjoyed, I very much enjoyed the last hour of the marathon yesterday where I got to ask guys like Tyler, uh, guys like my pal, Steven Leibovitz, guys like, uh, Tony Mark in the chat, Mark, um, just asking them like, Hey, what's stuff that you disagree with that I've said? Like, what's your biggest take that you disagree with what their hot takes were. And then we talked through it and, you know, I think they can believe what they want. They made a credible argument why maybe I'm wrong. I made a credible argument, hopefully, why I'm right. And I think that's uh, that's the fun of this, is that it's August. We don't know. We don't know. We just don't know, to quote the, the great David Kitchen. Uh, boom, boom. There you go. Watch Topin Davis last night. Watch it all if you can. A lot of content out there, so I know you got to pick and choose. All right, Jeffrey takes Mark Andrews, so we will hopefully be able to get Burrow at 40. And then hopefully he can build out something fun for himself. Man, take a Jonathan Taylor in the early 20s at this point. Hard pill to swallow. Hard pill to swallow. All right, Bullock's going to go watch some brunch. <laughs> See you later. There you go. Shout out, shout out our guy Bobo. It's been a great offseason for content. I've been enjoying watching and watching. Yes, definitely. Uh, the community is thriving in terms of what it's putting out there. It's, it's tough because, like, you know, drafts are inherently a little bit longer. Like, I wish these were – there were ways to make short-form draft content but obviously that's kind of, that's kind of not the fun of it. It's uh, it's the whole experience here for me, like, uh, you know, doing these live streams and then having the chat participation having you guys make some fun jokes, having sometimes the, the strange guys come in and do some weird stuff. Uh, that's what makes it fun here on splash play, but also just a lot of people making fun, clean drafts out there. So fun stuff to watch. Town is also the channel name. Yes. Yes. I thought we were talking about uh, best ball brunch style pornos now. <laughs> The pound would be a great name for that as well. All right, so our team so far, we've got Higgins and Kelsey. Try to get some talent in here. Nobody really falling, so I don't think we have to build that way. Do I really want another Christian Watson here? Let's let's get a share of Debo. I think my Christian Watson bags are not packed, but they feel plentiful enough at this point. So I'll take a share of Debo. Maybe try to get some leverage on Christian McCaffrey through Debo. <clears throat> Strange guys that felt a bit so I just mean like you know characters. How okay, how about character? I feel like characters could be like a positive thing, character could be a, a negative thing. You know, you get it. Did a unique build yesterday with Chase getting Taylor and Jacobs kind of balls to the wall picks. That's fair. I mean, look, if you're getting one of the top two receivers or projected top two receivers and you're pairing them with a two undervalued running backs, I think that makes sense. I just would have a hard time taking Jonathan Taylor at 23 when people out there have gotten him 30s, you know. Maybe I'm sure there's some rooms out there where Taylor's falling to the 40s, but I, I get it. Uh, I just think there's a risk profile to Taylor now. The, I do have to say, though, if you are going to believe in anything, watching the Colts run the run pass option yesterday where like Evan Hull was looking great, Deion Jackson was looking great. Those guys, for whatever flaws I might want to point out about Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan Taylor is going to look a lot better doing those plays. Timing might be a little bit off because he's missed the entire offseason, uh, but just the attention, like, 
the gravity that Anthony Richardson pulls in again, me knowing ball, the gravity that he pulls in when he's like has a threat to run on those RPOs just opens up such a big lane for the runners. And I think that's going to bode well if Taylor uh, ends up stuck there. Obviously, goes somewhere else, then it's going to be a whole different ball game. Uh, but it does seem less likely he's going to go somewhere else in my mind. All right, we're going to get Joe Burrow here. Just reach for him, eight picks out of ADP. But we completed a stack. Stack complete. Do I have a gift to celebrate this? Um, Actually, this is probably the most appropriate. <laughs> Spags completed two stacks on a Spags Stacks video. What a treat. And the reaching for Joe Burrow does feel a little bit like a chunky. Does feel a little bit like I got a chunky there. <clears throat> yeah, Evan Hull and Dion looked good. Debo can't do worse than last year, can he? He was secretly hurt all year, too, I think, with nagging sprains. Looks healthy this year. Also lost weight, uh, which they're saying is going to help him be a little more light and hopefully get him closer. Uh, it's weird, though. Debo's apparently been good as a pro every other year, and this and that would fit the theme this year. He was just such a disappointment last year that I've had a little bit of a blind spot. Again, we'll talk about my full exposures at the end of this video, but I don't think... I can't imagine my Debo one is that crazy. Uh, let me refresh my, my shit and see. Uh, but, but, but exposures... Debo. Yeah, I'm at 4% Debo overall. Yeah, 3.7% BBM. So I am under on Debo. And, and you guys know me. The, the staunchest zero RB guy will try to build it whenever I can. Uh, for me to be that low on Debo probably says my, my stance for him. Maybe some pains of regret, potentially. Pangs of regret uh, for Debo not being as part of my, my exposures overall. Because uh, he is leveraged against Christian McCaffrey. Like Debo, Chris, Christian McCaffrey doing similar things. I think if you draft Debo and Elijah Mitchell, you're really making a bet against McCaffrey having the, the legendary season uh, that he could have. But yeah, surprised that I'm actually, I'm not surprised, but disappointed, I guess, that I don't think I'm going to fix that one with Debo on the home stretch besides this one. Maybe get to 6% Debo. I think that'd be reasonable. Love to see where Judy's going in high stakes now. Yeah, because the median projection. Got to imagine reliably in the 60s, I would think. But I don't know. Like, I find him to be too good of a value in the mid-50s. So, I don't know. Maybe it's not that big of a dip. But if anybody has any anecdotal stuff, let me know. I know that Pete, uh, I think, with Rob Coakley from Spike Week is drafting a Bulldog team. So, you might see in that stream that he's doing later with the giveaway uh, where, a, where a guy like Judy would go in high stakes then. Wish I had more Debo Mitchell teams. Yeah, I think that is... To me, that's the way you really do get away from entirely Christian McCaffrey because the, the logic then would be that Mitchell gobbles up some of the goal line work slash just general. They're in a lead. They don't want to hurt Christian McCaffrey work. Then you also get uh, some amount of the other touches, the gimmicky touches that go Debo's way. Uh, so I think that's something for sure that would be the lever to fully fade McCaffrey um, and still with good players, which I think is a good thing as well. Um, just It's not pure contingent value stuff. It's just like, schematic approach then we were trying to capture the ways that the offense can flow away from McCaffrey. Is there a way to filter constant exposure? You could filter by your dollar amount. So that's the best way to do it. Uh, since underdogs, BBM is the only $25. That's how I filter my, my BBM exposure. All right, we're on the clock here. Burrow, Higgins, Debo. So we are behind the eight ball at the position. Uh, would have liked McLaurin to have fallen with the injury stuff, but he does not. Uh, but that's fine. We'll survive. Um, nothing KC related coming up. Okay value on Aaron Jones, but I really don't think I need another running back or another running back, a running back at this point. Uh, I will take Tyler Lockett here. So the team so far, Joe Burrow, T Higgins, Debo Samuel, Tyler Lockett, Travis Kelsey is our Bengals stack. Bring back. That works. 
Oh, you can filter by specific tournaments. Oh yeah, uh, tournaments only. I don't know. Somebody, somebody in there will tell you. Those guys, those guys know better than I do. I just filter by the dollar amount because it's faster. Ebo with Purdy equals sex. I think Ayuk with Purdy equals sex. But fair enough. We have different routes to sex for all of us. Can all agree there? Oh, Pickens for the week 16 correlation. Man, Pickens, Pickens going to have a tough matchup going against San Francisco <laughs> whenever that happens. Uh, but fair enough. Or wait, are we talking about for the Bengals? I don't know week 15 and 16. That is one thing I just don't look at. I like to focus entirely on week 17. Uh, so anything you guys tell me about week 15 and 16 is usually news to me. <clears throat> I want to believe in my team enough that it can get there without me micromanaging it for week 15 and 16. But it's mostly because I want to focus on the pure uncut week 17 stuff. So that's always been my approach and maybe a flaw in my approach, to be honest. You always got to be honest about these things. All right. Let's see what we're going to get with our pick. What is on the board? What is... Ah, uh, there goes Pickens. I would have taken Pickens if he came back to me there. Uh, but let's... Let's build up some Seattle stuff. Start a little bit slow at receiver. Uh, no big reaches or no big values here. Madison's four picks behind ADP. So let's take the falling JSN. So we get JSN with Tyler Lockett. We have Debo. Uh, again, would like to get a Washington guy, but now that's not going to happen. There goes Dotson. Maybe I should have just taken Dotson. Eh, we'll live. We'll live. Not everything has to be correlated. I just like it to be. <laughs> but the micro edges, I don't even know you anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. I memorized week 17 immediately. That was my main thing, but I have not been a week 15 and 16 guy just because, you know, there's diminishing returns, I think. For the micro edges, though, like uh, Bill's talking about his eliminator draft, I think there's a lot of micro edges in that uh, where you're looking at the advance rate stuff. You could look at the money lines or the, uh, the spreads for the weeks overall. There's probably more there, but the issue is like, I'm not going to do that because <laughs> I have... I honestly need to rework my data sheet for the football season too, because I'm not I'm not paying for PFF this year. I'm just going to use Sports Info Solutions and uh, Football Outsiders if we're doing any content. So it's where we're at. Mm -mm. Couldn't even get in Superflex last night, huh? Go couldn't get that in Superflex. Yeah, Superflex is tough. There's there's a new Superflex tournament right with uh, with Nick or Carlano's stuff. That they launched. Uh, cool for them. Very cool to have a branded tournament. Uh, Superflex to me is like always kind of tedious. I, I'll draft the first one that comes out every year. Like I definitely put in like 60 or 70 in the one Superflex, but it's just like, I don't know. The QB runs, the chaos, like not for me. I, I like a clean draft with with gentlemen wearing, wearing fedoras, <laughs> just sitting around, smoking cigars, going, ah, I guess you put claim in for that stack, huh? Oh, I'll stay away from it then as a gentleman. Like that's the kind of drafts I like. That's why May, May BBMs, a delight. Just all fucking sickos like us, all degenerates, just drafting teams, trying to get their guys early on. That's the beauty. That's the beauty. And yes, Bengals play Pittsburgh for me to clarify uh, the point earlier. Mm -mm. Did the BDG Superflex got Mahomes the three and Dak the 22? There we go. So maybe, honestly, a tournament like that, maybe it does offer a little bit of an edge more because it's not a flagship Superflex tournament. Uh, I don't know, though. Uh, but yeah, support Nick. Like, Nick's been on Splash Little 4 a couple times. Uh, great guy. I think he does great content as well. Uh, so check, check out the tournament, if you, especially if you like Superflex and you have some bandwidth to go. 
Uh, but if you don't have bandwidth and you gotta you gotta draft some BBMs and a bunch of DraftKings teams, then uh, <laughs> then maybe don't. Uh, I have to lock in for even more DraftKings teams. I'm not gonna do another eight hour stream again, uh, but I, I do need to draft some more some more DraftKings boys at some point this weekend. All right, so we got a one zero four one room is bled out entirely a receiver. Uh, got Javante here. That feels okay. Can get James Cook to correlate with the last team. <laughs> James Cook or Javante? That's a tough call. I'm going to go Javante here. Hard for me to buy the James Cook rise. It's hard. I got so much cheap versions of him, and Javante has risen as well, and I got cheap versions of him, so maybe I shouldn't be nickel and diming it that much. feel like super flex drafts are too linear and it's hard to have an edge. Maybe. I mean, people still don't stack enough at super flex. The issue is like you get sniped much more easily than super flex. But yeah, it's like the, the QB run early. And then if you, you maybe get like Justin Jefferson at the seven pick and then you kind of have to back out and try to figure out how to get shitty QBs late. Uh, though I do think, you know, earlier on in the super flex, like taking Kenny Pickett late, taking Jordan Love late. Like now those guys, I'm sure a little bit higher in super flex. So that was my strategy for the ones that I did, but. It's just, yeah, so it's not as fun for me. 26.5% AR and big board Superflex, mostly because of me. Thank you. Glad to hear it. He was a tremendous value there uh, where he was going very cheaply and in the big board as well. I know my big board shares of AR have some of the 200s because people didn't even know he was a guy. Uh, so big board, I'm very curious to see how those teams do because obviously the stacking was not as sound, uh, but definitely some some good things I did in those those teams as well. All right, we got pick coming up here. Sky Moore goes... I don't, don't think I can push Kadarius Tony in this empty wide receiver room all the way back. So I'm going to reach for Kadarius Tony here. I was taking him at the 70s in one point of the offseason. I still think he's been undervalued all offseason long. I still think he's going to be the wide receiver one when all this has been written uh, by the time the season is going. So Kadarius Tony to me as another bring back for Cincinnati makes sense. Team so far is going to be Joe Burrow, Javante Williams, T. Higgins, Debo Samuel, Tyler Lockett, JSN. Kadarius Tony and then Travis Kelsey. And then hopefully we will profit off of all these running backs that are sliding now uh, because this has been a very wide receiver heavy room. We got avalanche, but we survived. Feeling good about that. Uh, Mr. Pittsburgh got 51, pick it at 51 in the super flex. That does feel pretty good. Uh, and, and on brand for Mr. Pittsburgh. But yes, pick it. Pick it really primed for a breakout. The, I think the, the I worry for guys like Mr. Pittsburgh because I could see the fan love on social media or I saw somebody tweeting like, Pittsburgh could beat with Kansas City. And it's like, no, I don't think I don't think quite that. But they could be Jacksonville. They could be next year's Jacksonville, and I think that'd be reasonable. Um, you know, a team that's going to be feisty enough to maybe stay in a game against Kansas City. Uh, that's the best hope, I would say. Um, but it, that would be a tremendous advancement for Pickett and for Pittsburgh. So uh, I think I hope for good things for them, not just for my bags, but you know, Pittsburgh fans like want it. <laughs> they want it as bad as anybody. Though I am, I have to say Downloaded Madden 24 this morning so I could play the superstar mode. And um, I, when my guy, by the way, is a Tennessee Titan, so I'm going to be going against AR. But my favorite team, when they make you select your favorite team in Madden, I've now officially become a Colts fan. <laughs> I've chosen because you get to see AR in every loading screen. How could I resist? How could I resist seeing my boy? Though I did play one game with him, and it, it didn't go fantastically. It didn't go fantastically. Always get sniped on Pickett, but got a lot of Stafford, Bryce Howell. 
And Stafford is one of my fades, one of my biggest fades. We had our guy Tyler maybe take him yesterday on the stream, <laughs> forced me to at gunpoint. And I just think there is a world where he gets hurt and the Rams just are the exact same team and that's it. Um, but again, I, I shouldn't worry about his injury because I, I say to not worry about injuries, but spine stuff in particular on guys who don't have great offensive lines would be the one spot that I think I do have a little bit more a fragility with than he might as well. Uh, but we'll see. Should get one appropriately priced player here, it looks like. Uh, nobody, I don't think I'm at risk for Gino getting sniped, so I'll push him. I don't think I torpedoed anything. <laughs> I've never torpedoed anything in my life. Let's get the correlation uh, for Washington with San Francisco here. Brian Robinson, I still think the better back than Antonio Gibson. And I took Gibson last draft. So to me, that's just how you approach these backfields. If you're at a similar ADP, similar spot to pick, take Gibson one draft, take Brian Robinson the next draft. That way you're pretty even on him and you can watch your exposures overall. Uh, but I feel like that works. Oh, good call, Boyd. I don't think Boyd's a necessary part, but maybe. Yeah, maybe. We'll see if he comes back. He should come back, right? Maybe not. If he doesn't, I'll take Gino. I think Tyler Boyd's a good part of it. Um, kind of worry that Tyler Boyd this is the last year of his contract. They're not going to be able to afford to re-sign him. Um, maybe Tyler Boyd is gone this year and they test out guys like Yosevis, who's got an insane target, or Yosevis, sorry. Our guy, a purple Yoshi, reminded me of how to pronounce that one. Uh, maybe Yoshivas takes a bigger role. Charlie Jones is also a guy that could do some Tyler Boyd-style things. Uh, that would be my concern for Tyler Boyd. But for a Bengal stack, you're right that I probably should take him if, if Candle Elite doesn't. And if he does take him, I'll take Geno Smith. So win-win for old Spags here. Cedar doesn't know ball. He hasn't looked bad. He's been unlucky. He's had some unlucky throws. And he also, um, again, the things that you look at, which smart guys like Josh Norris have said, uh, so now I have somebody to back me up, the escapability, the fact that he's able to turn negative plays into positive plays, the fact that he also has had a, a lot of drops going his way. He hasn't looked that bad. He, he, he's looked bad if you don't know ball, you know? But no, like he's, his accuracy is going to improve. Like this is a work in progress thing. You look at the pluses here. You look at him running for 35 yards and a half. You look for the RPOs that were there for him where he could have absolutely taken in two rushing touchdowns yesterday. If he didn't give it to Hull when they were trying to get him his first touchdown, if he didn't give it to Deion Jackson, like that's the positive. So no, I'm not worried at all. This is the process. Guys don't come onto the field. Patrick Mahomes, even Patrick Mahomes didn't come on the field as Patrick Mahomes. So it takes time. Like, but the rushing will give him a floor right away and also a gigantic ceiling, a Justin Fields last year ceiling right away. So that's, I don't know, man. <clears throat> love you too, Zen Q says, love you, Spags. Thank you. Thank you. Zen Q knows ball. <laughs> Knowing ball means loving me. <laughs> loving you is easy if you know ball. Dootin' dootin' doo doo. We're just an eye test guy. Let it marinate. Give it some time. Yes. Good coaching. That level of physical talent. That level of positive things he's shown, especially fantasy-wise. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's a boom football thing. You know ball? You know AR? <laughs> boom football. Still a good defense. Again, you're panicking. <laughs> this is the part that annoys me about the preseason takes, and it's for both sides of it, too, like the good and the bad. It's like, okay, so... He's going against a good schematic defense, going against second and third stringers. There's positives to take away. You choose to take away the negatives. You're going to focus on the negatives. I'm going to focus on the positives. Ultimately, it doesn't matter what he does until week one. And then we'll see what he does in week one. And there's probably going to be some mistakes too. Like, 
It just doesn't matter. And it's also too the misses that he has, the misses that he has are on deep balls and these plays that are like, there's a flag on a Pierce 30 yard bomb. There's a, a sliding completion on a Pittman bomb. Like these are things that are all positive. Josh Downs drops ones that's right in his hands, 20 yards downfield. Um, you have to kind of look at the overall context and still not sweat it. I don't know. No, you know, steady hands, diamond hands. I'm not saying you haven't watched every snap, but I think you're reading, you're reading it like a fan. You're reading it like a neurotic fan. No, and this is not a disrespect thing. This is what this is what fans of teams do. Is like worst possible outcome. Oh no, I'm so afraid this guy's not going to do the thing that I want him to do. And in reality, it's like let's look at the positives here. The fact that he turned like two sacks and a ten yard runs. The fact that every time it's third and long, he was a threat to break it. He they got a holding penalty in the third and fifteen that he ran for a first down on effortlessly. Look at the positives. That's that's the thing you do because the positives get accentuated. You coach out the negatives especially if you have a good coach. I mean, the Colts fans have a good coach. I think might potentially have the best coach in the league coming up. Anyway, we have Tyler Boyd here. Gino did not fall back. That was a gambit that didn't pay off, but we'll survive. Joe Burrow so far, Javante, Brian Robinson, T. Higgins, Debo Samuel, Tyler Lockett, JSN, Kadarius, Tony, Tyler Boyd, Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Cedars today is Jerry. Cedars just a concerned fan. I get it. Uh, I think Jerry was just like incorrect and in coming from it from the wrong place, but a concerned fan, like I get, you want your guy to look good immediately. It's like, that's just not how it goes. I don't think you look at again, like there were things that he can do that nobody else in the NFL can do. Look at the positives. All right. We're on the clock here. No Gino It's going to make this a little bit of a tougher build. I think we just need some talent, need some guys who are going to give some touches uh, right away because we're going to take some flyers on rookies later on. Jamal Williams is going to have that early season role, can certainly lose some to Kendra Miller while Kamara is suspended. Uh, certainly, though, can get some touchdowns early on, and he's probably going to be involved even if he is clearly not going to be as effective as he was for the Lions last year. Yeah, there we go. I'm rooting for him. I ain't no Jerry. I, I could tell. I could tell. Cedar's just, you know, Cedar's just worried. But yeah, for... for for any like rookie, like, you know, CJ Stroud is another guy that is such a great passer, but has not shown it at all. If I were a Texans fan, though, like I would focus on the fact that he's able to take some deep shots downfield. Uh, some of his misses have been like, you know, just rookie reads, things that he's not adjusting to with the speed of the game. Um, for any of these guys, though, Bryce Young, same thing. Like, I, I think Bryce is my least favorite of those three QBs. But he is still a guy that comes with a good pedigree and he's going to get better. And um, the coaching there, I have a little bit less faith in. I just think Frank Reich's best days are behind him a little bit. Uh, but definitely a spot with these guys that I, you just got to give him some grace and let him get there and look at the positives. All right. We are on the clock here. Mm, Irv is not coming up for a bit. I don't think. Could use another running back, Damian Harris, Tyler Algier, Kenneth Gainwell. I am going to take Gainwell here. Took Swift last draft. Gainwell, I think, still at an okay price tag. Um, more of a Rashad Penny guy still, though I have enough Rashad Penny at this point. Uh, Gainwell, to me, I think rounds out this room and gives me some spike week guys, all that stuff. <laughs> Jerry doesn't know specs when his place. We're friends now, so I don't want to dunk on him too much. <laughs> we live and we learn. We live and we learn. Richardson's poise stood out. I would agree. Um, there are some plays, though, where you could tell he's getting a little bit happy feety and you still got to train that out. But then there are other plays, again, where he was willing to stay in the pocket, willing to take the hit and, and make the throw. The one play where he, I think it was challenged and overturned, like he got out of the sack. So he was like, had three guys on him, got out of the sack, got the ball downfield, got the ball to the guy, the guy didn't complete the catch. Like that's the stuff I think that's like truly unique. 
Um, and, and that's the NFL is like I, Josh Norris and Hayden say this all the time in the underdog show where it's like, you got to do something great uh, overall to really stand out and have longevity in the NFL. And I think we already know what he does great. And the hope is that the other stuff comes along and those deep balls too. Like they, they're going to get better. Like they're going to connect at some point. It's more the willingness to throw them. That's great. And like the first play from scrimmage was like a 30 yard bomb. Right. So I think the, the play calling is there. And once they, once they remove the condom, so to speak, and actually start a, uh, you know, going full go in the season and, and fully unleashing, I think what Shane Sykin can call, you're going to feel a lot better about it. Morning Spags, happy AR confirmation day. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Thank you. It's, honestly, it's nice to see him play. I, I really think I'm going to have red zone this year. I'm going to have that on. I am also going to be watching every Colts game fully. Like I, I we're at that level of things now where I just want to see the experience. I want to see these, uh, the way it fully matriculates. I uh, fortunately want to be able to defend against the bad. Cause I know I was talking about it with uh, our guy, best ball, Brian Ty. We had like a little thread going, Nick, uh, who does the moderation stuff for Pete's shows. Um, talking about AR it's like, there are people that are going to see negative stuff. Even if he has a game where he throws for 300 and runs for 75, like they're still going to go, Oh, what about that one play that he threw a pick? And it's like, it's people just want to be negative about some stuff. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You could say it's pretty serious. You could say it's pretty serious. And uh, yeah, you, if you missed the part of that stream yesterday, good news, timestamps everywhere. I have it marked. I have it marked as the Jerry draft. have it marked as the Spags versus Jerry draft. So uh, you can go relive the magic of yesterday. Put put eight hours and 15 minutes of quality content on tape um, and only said a cancelable word once. And it wasn't even it wasn't even that cancelable, for being honest. <laughs> the group that would cancel me for that one, they're not watching best ball streams. No ad. Did you see NFL Plus premiums? $80 for the year comes with Red Zone. I did not. I did not. Uh, I might have to get that then. Though I do like watching all the games, so I think I have to get Sunday ticket no matter what, unfortunately. Uh, and I'm not a YouTube TV subscriber. I was planning to cancel Xfinity uh, for cable before the season and then get the discount to do that, but uh, not going to end up doing that, I think, before the season because too lazy. Too lazy. Spags doing best ball brunch they are next week. <laughs> I don't think I can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think my delicate Tukas could handle it. I'm assuming, I, you know, he wouldn't be the catcher. He wouldn't be the catcher. I think we all know that. <laughs> YouTube TV is like 400. I know. I know it's a ripoff. But they got to get their money's worth. They paid so much money for it. So that's business. I know business like I know ball. <laughs> I know these two things equally. I should hold up like a, a business thing. I don't know what it would be. A calculator. This, this guy knows business. This guy knows ball. All right, we got a one four six one. I think we need to get another QB. So let's do that. Let's get Brock Purdy here. Uh, we're in range, and I would just like to make sure that I have a second QB. So the team so far, Joe Burrow, Brock Purdy at QB, Javante Williams, Brian Robinson, Jamal Williams, uh, Kenneth Gainwell, running back, T. Higgins, Debo Samuel, Tyler Lockett, JSN, Kadarius Tony, Tyler Boyd, Travis Kelsey at tight end. And uh, let's get, let's see what we can get here. And I'm, I'm just going to lock down Irv too. I can push these a little bit more, but I think Irv is cheaper than he should be. And like, what am I going to take Chig? What am I going to take Gerald Everett? We don't have any running backs on the screen. I'm pretty okay here taking Irv Smith out of ADP. But that's the Bengal stack to me. Two receivers, Irv Smith. I think we might tack on a late running back. 
which I would be happy to take Chris Evans to get my bags up there, have more than enough Chase Brown. Still think Chase Brown weeks, uh, wins a week 17 roll. So whichever one you can get in the last round, I'd be happy taking as part of a Bengals stack as well. We're just going to ignore the 35 pick Aaron Rodgers fall, the OG AR. Some would say for, in Pete Overzet's sake, uh, the real AR, but I, it is a surprising fall. I don't really, why did it happen? Garrett Wilson. Oh, the Garrett Wilson drafter just, and the Brees Hall drafter is the same guy, and he just punted them all the way down. Pretty smart. Pretty smart. Uh, definitely can't get that in every room, but this room is kind enough to let him get his QB. Uh, if you go in a casual room, like Aaron Rodgers will get sniped for me there, but smart move by him. Second receivers, Lazar, they should trade for Adams or Evans. I think you'd rather see Garrett Wilson get a large target share than try to go back and revisit things. If Garrett Wilson can't do that, then sure, uh, but I would certainly try to go that way. All right, we're going to get Irv here. Again, at 10 picks ahead of ADP. Doesn't really matter. Uh, team so far, Burrow, Brock Purdy, Javante Williams, Brian Robson, Jamal Williams, Kenneth Gainwell, and then T. Higgins, Debo Samuel, Tyler Lockett, JSN, Kadarius Tony, Tyler Boyd, Travis Kelsey, and Irv Smith. I probably have a few too many Travis Kelsey, Irv Smith builds now that I'm thinking about it. Definitely was heavy on that one early on. And when uh, I was able to get Kelsey and Mahomes and line them up right, feeling good about it. Uh, but it's fine. Just a heavy week 17 correlation for the, the very likely highest over under game. So I can't be mad at that. Verizon offering free Sunday ticket. If you sign up for their home internet. Wow. Good deal. Good deal. There are deals out there. I, you know, I didn't, I was waiting for there to be like one more YouTube deal because you got to assume they haven't got enough signups yet, but I think they're now assuming they'll get all the late buys in. But I honestly wonder like if the move to YouTube TV for, for Sunday ticket is not going to be a great thing. Um, for just like their, their bottom line, just because I think people are getting less willing to pay for more and more streaming things. Like I pay for a lot and some of them I don't even use. Like I still pay for Paramount plus and I keep it just cause it's like, ah, sometimes I want to watch Beavis and Butthead. Like they had new episodes on there. Um, but it's so like, I think more people are just inclined to go. I'm getting bled dry if I have multiple services. So I would worry about them. I think I think they're going to let it go down the wire and hope they get some last minute buys on it. But I have to assume they have not sold as many in advance as they thought they would. Bro probably wasn't even going to draft Rogers. I mean, that's the way to do it. It's like be willing to walk away from him. And he had the other side of the equation here where he does have, Oh, he had fields and Deshaun. So yeah, he really didn't need Rogers, but that's when you take the guy as a third QB. Um, if you have that luxury and he falls that far behind, uh, that's a way to get unique. Uh, everybody who asks, uh, asks me a lot, like, oh, what? how do you get unique? Like, where are you reaching for stuff to do it? And it's like, no, the best thing they do to get unique for yourself is going to be letting guys fall to you. And uh, that was clearly, I think that Meatwad's right. That wasn't his plan, but it fell to him and he made it work and he had the lineup ready to go with Aaron Rodgers. So you'd argue that it probably should have been part of his plan because a bet on Garrett Wilson and a bet on Brees Hall is inherently a uh, bet on Aaron Rodgers. But the way that he did it worked out for him. Paramount Plus fucking sucks. It has Beavis and Butthead. It has uh, Detroiters, the Tim Robinson show uh, with Sam Richardson, which is great. Another great Richardson <laughs> that I love. Uh, but that's those shows are basically the reasons I have it. And uh, when the Top Gun movie came out on, on home, that was it too. What Sydney say you're using for DFS? I will likely be using the stochastic ones, but I'll, I'll also look at Justin's too. I don't. I don't know that I'm going to use both, but I, I'm going to try and see which one I, I like more. I, I love Justin's product. I, I think the stochastic team has their own pedigree. So it's always hard for me to say like, you know, which one to use, but um, I'm going to get one of them for free. So I'm probably going to use the one that's for free for me. 
11 spots to Sean cucking me. Now he has a three QB team with Fields and Watson L. Sorry. Welcome to Spag Stacks. <laughs> Usually it's Spags getting sniped. Instead today, poor 10 minutes eating the sniping. Best you can do to get unique is take players who are going earlier and BBM4 started. That is true. That is true. Good way to get leverage on those earlier lineups, especially too now uh, you have more information. So you're already ahead of the pack by that. Uh, by knowing more now, you're less likely to have zeros, which is a positive thing. So less zeros now. Uh, if you get guys at discounts who are going higher before, even better. Uh, but that is a tough time out though, because the guys who look good are the ones who are getting steamed up. The Pickenses are getting steamed up. You know, those kind of guys. I'm going to keep highlighting George Pickens and nobody else. Ah, and also if you want to, <laughs> this is now we're an hour and 20 in. If you want to just pirate things, go to nflbite.com. That's the way to, to pirate. You can pirate red zone. You can pirate all the games too, but you know, pirate responsibly. If you have the money to pay, pay. If you're a broke ass college kid, I think if you're a broke ass college kid, they actually have a promo code to make it a hundred bucks so that you have that option too. Um, and it's a little bit less reliable. Got to keep that in mind. All right. Two, four, six, two. Need a few more running backs here. As always, uh, 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 I'm still okay with Devin Singletary taking less of him these days. I don't think the bets change just a little more fear for me uh, that we could see a little more production for Damian Pierce. So the team so far, Joe Burrow, Brock Purdy, Javante Williams, Brian Robinson, Jamal Williams, Kenneth Gainwell, uh, Devin Singletary, T Higgins, Debo Samuel, Tyler Lockett, JSN, Kadarius, Tony, Tyler Boyd, Travis Kelsey, Irv Smith. So we do have the double uh, for Cincinnati. I think I will tack on again one of those late running backs to get me to six there, maybe seven. This could be a this could be a two seven seven two. We'll see what the board gives us. Uh, Dulcich went at two hundred in a draft I did recently. I think so. He's definitely fallen, but as we talked about earlier, he probably shouldn't be falling this much because there is a chance that this actually makes Jerry Judy being out for any period and makes Dulcich a little more appealing. It gives him more routes, gives him more opportunity playing out of the slot. So I don't think Dulcich should be on the way down, but still hard. It's still a tough click. It's still a tough click. He's like a, he is actually kind of makes sense. He's next to Dawson Knox. He's like a Dawson Knox kind of click where people just are like, ah, I don't, the other guy is more interesting because he's starting Adam Troutman. And like, uh, I think that's a good range to take him, actually. Especially if you have a Broncos-related build. Yeah, he got, he got the Mims Dulcich double with Russ. Smart move, way to capitalize on the moment. Yeah, cable, cable dying is a big part of why everything is such a ripoff now. Which sucks. Like, even like WWE is doing so great ratings wise. And it's like you compare it to when they were great in the 90s and it's still like one fifth of what the ratings were because there's also like one sixth of the homes have cable that used to have it. So cable is cable's doing everything they can to keep that genie in a bottle. And it's like the people with the return to office stuff where like that's commercial real estate trying to keep the genie in a bottle because they don't want you working from home because then they don't make money. And then all the places that uh, sell lunch, the people at the office don't make money. So. Um, you you spend less on gas. They make less money. It, it's all it's all a fucking ripoff <laughs> for being real. Uh, Deonta Foreman, some reports that he could get cut, which is not great. Obviously, <laughs> I guess I I probably don't need to say that one out loud, but it's not great. Um, I'll buy the dip though, because we're gonna go we're gonna go seven seven. 
So we got a two, six, six, two, take one more Bengals running back. And then I think one more, not so fun. Bring back for my Seattle micro stack there. A Seattle double sans Gino. Not good for my Foreman bags. No, uh, but that's what happens, man. Like I think Foreman, you know, such high volume in Carolina last year, but he was just a journeyman back who like we waited a few years for him to get his work. Like he might be, I don't know how old he is, but it feels like he might be like 28, right? Uh, I, I just searched Foreman and George Foreman came up. Of course, he's a far more famous Foreman. He's 27 years old. So best days as, as far as being like a sledgehammer back are probably behind him. Which has been my thesis all along is that I do think Roshan is a better pass catcher than Cleo Herbert. We'll see. Cleo Herbert's going to get his shots to prove it. Um, but I also think Roshan's a better power back than Foreman. And uh, you younger too. Uh, so those are all things that would worry about Foreman as a roster spot because it does seem like they want to keep both Travis Homer, Homer and uh, Tristan Ebner, which I don't know how you keep that many running backs on a Justin Fields team. If he gets cut and Taylor gets traded, I mean, look, if you put if you put Foreman in that RPL offense, like it's just one cut and go. So I think that would be a pretty solid outcome. But I don't know if you're Jonathan Taylor and like, and you see that game that happened yesterday, like just if you want to have a good year, like, man, I was, you still got to get the timing right. Still got to get the, the chemistry with AR to be where it needs to be. But Jonathan Taylor would have the cleanest runs he's had his entire career if he plays for the Colts this year. Uh, just because of the gravity of what AR is doing. And I think that is, uh, I would I would just suck it up. But we'll find out by Tuesday for, for Jonathan Taylor. I just don't think there have been good offers. Like, I think the reports that came out of like, there are six teams interested and two of them have submitted offers. That just reeked of his agent putting that out there in an effort to drum up business and make him look like he's got it going on. Uh, but like, it just doesn't make sense, I think, for, doesn't make sense for the Dolphins to trade for him if you're going to trade and extend. Uh, definitely doesn't make sense for the Eagles to trade for him. So I don't see it. Definitely corrected on the Bears backfield last month or so. That's good. Look, you got to adjust in your priors is a big part of the game. And if you also were taking a, an unfragile back in a backfield or a fragile back rather in a uh, backfield, like you do want to definitely try to make sure to balance it out. Like I've talked about, I love a chain, but I've taken mustard. I've taken Wilson. I love, uh, let's see. I love Roshan, but I've taken, uh, some Herbert, not enough Herbert to be honest. And uh, some Foreman, uh, I've taken enough Foreman. I could say that. Same thing with Washington. Like we talked about earlier. It's the name of the game. It's the name of the game. All right. We're on the clock here. Um, didn't I? No, I didn't star anyone. Let's get, just get Chris Evans. I did see Chase Brown went. I don't know there's a threat that anybody else would take Chase Brown or Chris Evans rather, but we'll take Chris Evans here to be our seventh running back. And then I think there's one more receiver who I would like to get for my Seattle correlation. Did he go though? I don't think he went. I don't think he went. Okay. One more player to add here. Round 18. Thanks everybody for hanging out today. Of course, I will do an outro, but if you are new around here, please hit the subscribe button, hit the like button. Helps us out a bunch here. Independently owned channel, trying to do the best we can to grow this thing. Uh, so please hit that like button and subscribe down below. And if you are watching after the fact, leave a comment. I always reply. Point of pride for me is that I will always reply. The icon here, our guy Jeremy, goes Bryce Young, Marvin Jones to close out his team. 
Uh, this one, what is this team from Ben? 4472. So he got this discount Rogers and then just fucking went nuts. <laughs> uh, I would not do a four QB build ever. Not even once. But he did it. If you call, I mean, there's correlation and stuff. Why did he take? Well, I'm, why did he take Derek Carr? Oh, he had Michael Thomas. Yeah, I feel like this is like a guy that knows enough about what he's trying to do, but not quite enough on how to execute it correctly. So always room to grow. Myself included, always room to grow. I got to close this out with another. It's like Adam Thielen last time. Uh, let's close it out with another unsexy older slot player, Allen Robinson. It's my final team here. My Bengal stack with Joe Burrow and Brock Purdy. We got Javante Williams, Brian Robinson, Jamal Williams, Kenneth Gainwell. I'm going to just hit the football. Devin Singletary, Deonza Foreman, Chris Evans, loaded running back room and volume. T. Higgins, Debo Samuel, Tyler Lockett, JSN, Kadarius Tony, Tyler Boyd, and Allen Robinson. And then a tight end, Travis Kelsey, uh, a little bit of an ADP dipper there, and Irv Smith. So... This is, a, this is like a team. This is a team that's perfectly functional. Maybe, you know, still want the Bengals double. I always worry about going into a finals without the, the premium double. But if we're not going to go with Jamar Chase, we got leverage against him with every possible receiver and the backup running uh, the backup running back. So maybe, you know, Chris Evans can maybe seize the role from Joe Mixon there. Either way, though, guys, uh, yeah. then watch the five-minute YouTube video about stacking QBs. <laughs> <laughs> ran with it sometimes it's what you got to do shouts to the chat as always for making this fun shout out to you guys for hanging out with me of course make sure to use that promo code splash if you play an underdog uh deposit up to 100 bucks on there and you will be uh getting a match up to 100 so please be sure to do that and again help us out with drafters uh help yourself out honestly might be overlaying their drafters million with 300k to first place use the same promo code splash on there if you're a new sign up and they'll double your deposit up to 100 bucks if you are a new a redepositor you can also use the promo code splash 100 that'll get you a 20 percent deposit match up to 500 bucks so uh, good deals if you are a new signup or somebody that's already there. Follow me at Chris Spags. Follow the show at Splash Play Pod. Show will be back on Monday, back on track, doing some more BBMs, I believe, then. Uh, but thanks for hanging out with me. Of course, subscribe, hit the like button before you go. Here's a little version. And uh, I'll see you guys on Monday. Hope you enjoy your weekend's drafts and teams. We are, we're close, guys. 13 days to the season starts. So you got to get your lineups in if you're trying to max these out. And I will see you guys again soon. Thanks to the chat, as always. And uh, good, have a good weekend. Good luck. Bye. <laughs>